Now here's the thing, this whole passion thing. It might not work for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the honest truth because last last you can't eat passion. Speak on it. Hello there and welcome to the Make We Converse podcast where we talk about everything good for your body, soul and spirit. The aim is to address issues that would entertain, enlighten and most importantly, inspire you to be the best version of yourself. And now to your hosts, Iyari Imade and Ayo Wright. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, husbands and wives, brothers and sisters, friends, families, enemies, enemies, well, well, everybody, everybody really. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. I am Ayo Wright, the young spinner, and... What makes you think that you have enemies, Ayo Wright? <laughs> Why do you think you have enemies? What type of intro is that? Can you... Who are you, please? Can, can you, like, who are you? What is your name? They were talking about enemies. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, my name is Yare. I'm the quiet voice, the, the second person uh, in the Trinity. <laughs> my name is Yare. Um, I'm a podcaster. Yes, I'm that. I'm that voice. I'm the conscience that you guys have. Conscience that tells you stories. <laughs> stories. Yeah. Sound like sound like Boondocks intro. Oh yeah. I'm the way. Yeah. All right, people. How you that day? Let me do like like Yare do. My people, how you that day now? Yeah, waiting the sub. Yes, your boy Yare. I'm back again. Like I always say, it's great to be here. It's great to be in your eardrums, giving you edutainment. I found a new word, mm, edutainment. edutainment. Like we entertain you and also educate Get you. you. Yeah. yeah, so this is Make We Converse podcast. The voice you're going to hear next is the voice of I Right. I Right. <laughs> I mean, they've heard me before, so you know, yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, so guys, thank you once again for listening to this episode. Thank you for the previous episodes that you listened to. Thank you for the feedback we've gotten so far. Thank you for the sharing. We always appreciate because we appreciate you for all that you do. Today's episode is going to be amazing. You know, we're not alone this time around. But before we, you know, introduce our guest, how's it been, Yari? What's been going on from the last episode up until now? What's been happening? Squid Games, Squid Games, Squid Games, Squid Games, Squid Games, Squid Games. Squid drop spoiler, guy. No, like, I will I, end this I, episode like, now. I, 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 when I watch this, ep- when you are really like a pain in my. I don't want to say my like, the last one, but <laughs> when I watch, when I watch the episode, it took me like two days. And oh, I watched before everybody like watching it. Yes. Okay, okay. So I, I saw like a, I was seeing the, the video, the pictures on Twitter. Yeah. I saw like references. I was like, I was going on yeah. here quickly and enter Netflix, watch, watch the whole it. thing. I immediately before I even finish the episode, I say, I alright, please watch oh, this thing. I, Let us review this thing I on podcast. I alright in the, in the uh, how did, movie I, critic I, yes I did, that he is episode, wants to take his time. Episode, yes, because I have to, to watch Squid Games. However, um, I. If you haven't watched Squid Games, I don't know if you must believe under a rock, right? Because I mean, it's everywhere, man. Like you should watch Squid Games. So for me, it's been a. I reflected on the yeah, movie. Yeah. I reflected on the series. How human beings are very primal when it comes to scarce commodities, Bruh. going for the same thing, competition. Yeah. I actually even experienced it to this week. Yes, we had a tournament we were played, and <laughs> I saw human beings being human beings. beings. <laughs> like sometimes these clothes they cover the disguise. Mm. People are actually mental, bro. <laughs> People are mental. People they crazy. People they crazy. Like really crazy. So like that Squid Game. I think Squid Game is, is everyone should watch it. Yeah. Um. It's a, if you don't know Squid Game by now, it's a Korean drama. Yeah. Shout out to Korean dramas, man. Do you know what? Like, 
for for the past few days now, like when I go on Netflix, like, the shows I watch are basically on the foreign on foreign um, uh, yeah. movies, on American movies. Because I, I think their acting are more believable than even nah, nah. for real. Like I I don't know if anybody has that kind of I uh, feeling with me. So when they even brought foreign actors to the to this, the episode. It sounded like those guys were like mediocre. I, I now start remembering, oh wow, this is why I don't watch American movies. This is why I don't even believe American movies anymore. Mm. So like shout out to the, the creators of that K drama. The guy actually went through a lot. Yeah. Actually even sold his laptop to run, had, like, yeah. do the whole program. Shout out to her ah, name. Korean names, I can't remember. The, the babe, Sha. The babe. 067. Yeah. That's her name. Yeah, 067. Beautiful lady. Very beautiful. And you hear that? <laughs> that's, that's what it ends, Yari. I feel like you want to drop us. That will vex me. Don't drop any spoilers. Okay, like so this. no spoilers then. Eh? But everybody should go and watch it. It's it's a very fun, a fantastic um, series. Yeah, and it has a lot of conversations that you can actually drop. I have seen people like, write tests. Yeah. People are writing about Squid Games. And yeah. shout out to the creator. I hope there will be a season two. Or if you have any link of any CCM Korean drama that is actually like Squid Game, please link, link, link me. I beg. <laughs> All right, Mbok. Yeah, so, I mean, that is how Yari's week has been. Squid Game. He has been Squid Game in all week. <laughs> for me, I think I've been, yeah, been trying to find time for Squid Game because of some business and work stuff that I've been doing and all of that. But let me not bore you with that. Let us have our guest. So, the name of our guest is Osahon. I hope I pronounced that well. It's from, it's from Bini. It's, it's uh, Yari's brother, you know, this Bini man. So that name is always very, very funny. I always try not How to spoil it. How are they funny? It. This is stereotype, bro. bro I'm, I'm offended that you call Benin names uh, funny. But, bro, why, why should a name like Ayo be very okay for me to understand? Because it's Ayo. And a name like Osaho or Yari is a problem. Os- like now, Osaho's Osa- surname now is one name that I, I, don't, I don't even want to call his surname because I... Osaho will pronounce it for you. Okay. Osaho, you're welcome <laughs> to the podcast, sir. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi, everyone. All right, so let me tell you the story about how I met Osao. Uh, before we talk about how I met Osao, oh yeah, pronounce your surname for Ayo, right? He's very curious. So first things first, um, Bini is not English. Edo is not English. So we have interesting letters. Ah. My name is Osao Ewoma. Aha. Okay. <laughs> is he aha? So, not, noted. Noted. Yeah, I know. I understand. So some of the letters, you, some of the alphabet you see in the name, yeah. are two alphabets are one alphabet in Edo. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, that's why it can be confusing. Surprise, 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 surprise. B is pronounced like W. Surprise, surprise. I'm also shocked by that revelation. Can you imagine? <laughs> Even I do myself this shocked by that kind of revelation. I beg you, I'm not the palace chief like uh, Osao. Uh, Osao, you're welcome to the podcast, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, like, let me talk about how I met Osao. So, there was this, like, I remember I was in, I think, 500 level or 600 level. So I was, I didn't have, I, didn't, I was hoping to get a space. You know, at university, you hope to get like a space in the off campus. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have money then. I was waiting for like a property inside school. Mm-hmm. That's the University of Benin. Everybody yeah. that's in the Ben, um, SSQ. Okay. So it now like, it failed. Mm-hmm. So I had to resort back in our popular hostel, <laughs> Hall 4. <laughs> Hall 4 is, 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 when you talk about hostels like for boys, <laughs> it's crowded, it's like a jungle, but get there to- are lots of brilliant minds in Hall 4. <laughs> Most of the scholars, people that go out to do great things in um, from school, usually lived in Hall Four. So me, I had like a perception of Hall Four being too dirty, being too rats and everything. Hmm. I was forming a Jabal Lagos boy, bro. So like, I entered the Hall Four hostel. It was just beyond elevation. I walked into a room, and the guy I saw there was a fresh Jabal guy, fresher than myself. <laughs> you understand? He was sitting down. I was like, ah, who is this guy? Like, how far? He said, my name is Osao. Like, I said, okay, well, we started talking and. Yeah. And I, I remember like I've seen him around because he's, he's tall. He's like, yeah. so how, how, how tall are you? 
Um, I'm 6'5". 6'5". 6'5". So, like, he, he can't hide. Bro. <laughs> he cannot hide himself. So, I think you, are, you must have seen him somewhere, somewhere. So, like, I was like, oh, wow, we started having a conversation. And for me, yeah, once I meet you the first time, I don't know what people have that kind of um reaction to. Mm. Once you click first time, the first yeah. time, you, okay. So, I'm like, okay, if this guy is in the hostel, maybe I can enjoy my stay here. And mm. I actually did. Mm. Like, all my pictures, like, my, my first time, my self-esteem, <laughs> my social media self-esteem was greatly Inspired, improved, improved by Osahong. Yes, oh, wow, he used wow. me to learn work, basically. <laughs> I always say, yes. Osahong used me to, but Osahong, like, the people want to know who you are, so let me not introduce you for my uh, for them. Yeah. So go ahead and introduce yourself. yourself. Okay, so, uh, where do I start? Okay, so simply put, my name is Osahong. Yeah, I, I am a digital photographer and graphic designer slash brand consultant. Yeah, it's, for me, it's well. Photography is everything for me. So it's like, so every photography ties everything together in my life. It's a major, it's passion. And it's, so it's very, it's hard to introduce myself without mentioning photography. Mm-hmm. I am a photographer. Wow. So guys, what, what, what would you want to know? Hit me with the questions. <laughs> All right. Um, you see, you're a photographer. Is it those passports, photographer? You do which work on photography? Hey, 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 calm down, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Not that kind. Not that kind. Deep breath, brother. Okay. okay. Uh, okay so, so, like, okay, so, go ahead. Brief, brief introduction. Uh, so I studied computer science in Univen. Uh-huh. Two hundred level while I was on campus. School was getting a bit boring. So, um, met up with some friends that. I had some friends that were older than I was. For some reason, I have a lot of I have a lot of old friends. Yeah, he was just his name was Dome, just finishing engineering, wanted to start a business, fresh out of school. Yeah, so we so um, we all learning different skills with him. I got introduced to graphic design. Yeah, and we found out that okay, for what we're doing, pictures would always help. Yeah, so that's how I slightly veered off graphic design and started doing. Photography. It's been an interesting journey. At first, it was just a hobby. Hmm. Yeah, just taking pictures, and it's 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 been an amazing journey. Yeah, started as just a hobby. Now it's the source of livelihood. Hmm. In as much as we're trying to strike the balance between we enjoy doing this and let's make it a business. Yeah. Yeah, I see, like, for you, being my friend, I see a lot of similarities between yourself and I write. Like, there are so many similarities, because I write is the first person that I that actually earns money from writing, yeah. doing testing, like, writing, yeah, does yeah. a lot of writing, does voiceovers. Yeah. It's someone I actually know personally that can earn money from his craft, yeah. and well, he likes doing it. Yeah. You understand? Even you, as, as you're, um, you yourself, Osahon, you're someone that actually, like, um, so, like, I want to find out. Like, how did you discover photography? Who taught you how to snap? How did you go about it? I, didn't know, I know there's an interesting story about how you got your first um, camera. I think people always have interesting yeah, stories there, about there, how. <laughs> yes, so, there, let's there hear it. Let's hear it. Very, very, very funny story around it. Okay. Okay, so yeah. Um, the person I started graphics with introduced me to a photographer. So in church, somewhere in church, um, I saw someone looking at some pictures. Yeah, it was a picture. It was pictures of a proposal. or a surprise proposal. They the they call her the bride. The girl didn't know she was proposed or she was the proposal happened on the skyscraper. Wow. So wow. the guy was hiding somewhere, groom popped out from somewhere else. So it was all very, very interesting. It was missing the not just regular photography pictures, but the extreme of the possibilities of photography. 
Yeah. All the pictures were amazing. So I I did not know the photographer looking at the images. I just knew his friend. But basically got his friend to introduce me to him. Yeah, that his name is Babawale Obayonju. He's a portrait wedding and documentary photographer. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Babawale. So that happened. I was pretty young. He was he's way older than I am, but it was sort of a mentorship mentor mentee relationship. But basically he just started taking me around, assist on pre weddings, assist on weddings. There wasn't a, exactly a formal hey, this is how to do this. Yeah, it was just raw exposure. Mm. He's going for a job. I tag along. I didn't have a camera at that point, but I was I was planning I was planning for one. Most times when I needed to do stuff, I would either find a friend to get from or get from church, because we have a media team in church, get from church, read from somewhere, borrow from a friend, that kind of thing. But it was basically just the raw exposure to everything that was happening in the industry. Then at some point along the line, he gave me tutorials to watch, videos to watch, and all that. So every time when I say I learn photography, I would quote the foreign photographer's name. <laughs> I, watch, I watch his tutorial and, and use that to say, Hey, I was said by the teacher for the grammar, but that's all for last. But basically, it was just first-hand experience. I was thrown into the jungle somehow. Hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that's... and about getting the camera. camera. First off, uh, cameras are crazy expensive. Yeah. We would not be so crazy now because, okay, fine. So up to an extent, it balances out because we are making money. We should be able to afford this thing. But then, I was just starting a hobby. And I called it hundreds of thousands for me to spend on something that was not exactly going to fetch me money at the time. Yeah? Yeah. So it was, well, I was in the market for one. I didn't have the cash, but I just knew, hey, I'm supposed to get a camera at some point. Then I got introduced to someone in my church who casually travels. Mm. Travels every year. A retired photographer. Travels every year and comes back with new equipment. Wow. So apparently there are discounts when you're in the airport. There are discounts on stuff, on shops in the airport. So he travels. When he's coming back, he buys a thing or two. So he got a camera as he was coming back. I found out he had one on sale. I went to introduce myself, reached out, had a conversation with him. And it was it was very funny. I found out that the man was my grandfather's friend. Wow. <laughs> it was it was it was very random conversation. My grandfather's friend, he had my mom had worked in the same place he had worked, just beginning in a certain way. It's beginning small, so somehow everybody knows. Everybody's connected to everybody else. Yeah. Somehow, if you actually try and retrace, if you go like yeah, you go so like four happens. four four routes down your ancestry, you find out like your are brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah, true. true. <laughs> At some point, my sisters were even saying they would not marry. All right, so that's that's interesting. So we 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 are as make converse. We have a wide listeners of young people who are very interested in making money, um, finding their passion, yeah. balancing passion and 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 profits. Like for you now, you were like you actually said it in the first way. Yeah. How you have to balance your your hobby yeah. with making money. So um, uh, how do you think that is it possible for someone to really um, find 
his purpose here in life, you understand, and uh, make money off it. For example, now you talk about how getting the camera. I know, like, the camera you were snapping me with back in the day in 20, 2014, 2012, 2012, no, 2014, yes. It's not the same camera you'll be using mm-hmm. right now, obviously. So, like, how are you? Cameras are very expensive. Flash, those things I use, reflectors mm-hmm. are very expensive. Films are very expensive. Maintenance is also very expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, how do, are you able to finance these things? Like, now, how do you balance, like, passion? I don't know if you can put this question yeah. very well. Okay, so, think, yeah, so. I like that even before you, we even got to this, you already mentioned that aspect because as a creative, as a fellow creative, there's always that, you know, sometimes creative jobs, especially in a country like Nigeria, is not as rewarding. Maybe, maybe at the initial stage compared to the nine, ninety-five white-collar jobs, you know, the engineering, the the uh, medicine and, and the likes. So one of the things that me I had in mind to ask you is, first and foremost, this photography that you're doing, can we can you say that you get fulfilled are you are you fulfilled like just the fact of being able to snap people like does it give you fulfillment aside is the money way they call it from Amo. so th- there's that and another aspect another angle from what yari was saying too is you know you said you studied computer science uh was there like a was there like a time when when you started as you they snap maybe gigs were not coming and like ah, she i'm not gonna leave this passion or this hobby where I get for once I make I go horse make go I go find do, I go find work hey. mm-hmm. so and along the line you know because I feel like as as youths people that listen do you experience that what do you say do you experience that yes yes because th- there are times where you know I've had pressure you know from different places that yeah this one this is your kinina you are doing gun service is it bringing money I've had what people ask me like yeah like this is your, this is your make it converse this is your voiceover <laughs> this is your this is <laughs> This is this is, is, it bringing money? Is, it, is it is it bringing money? You know, and there's like, ah, she you not gonna find, you know, you studied uh, chemistry, you studied yes, environmental, class. she not gonna first class, she not gonna she not gonna do night nine uh, white collar job where you can have like steady income, you have a proper retirement plan. So there are like these challenges where you know you have to like, I mean, you have to like either fight it or just succumb to, should I say, the external pressures, not just from society but also from immediate family to make ends meet. So I don't know if you can relate to this. Like, did you get were you at that point in your life where, at some stage, you're like, "I'm not going to leave this thing for now. Make I go make one or two bar for here." When when the bar can't add up, people can't use that money invest in the passion. So it's, so it's two ways. Sometimes it's like, you know, you have a passion, but it's not bringing money. So you need to go and find another thing that you may not really be passionate about to get the money. They now use that money to feed the one that you're passionate about. Sometimes that's a plan. Sometimes we get stuck in the thing that we're trying to use to get yeah. money and we don't get to do the yes, one that we're yeah. passionate. So that's just what, I don't know if you get the question. So if it's something you can relate to. Totally understand. Yeah. Okay. So w- one thing I'm thankful for is I started pretty early. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So at first there wasn't the pressure. There was, let's say there was, there was food on the table. I was in school. Yeah. Okay. Money was coming from home. I did not feel the need to overly monetize it. So it felt like, okay, a hobby. But at the same time, money was coming in. So at that point, the money that was coming in was enough because it was, it was just extra. Mm. Yeah. But I feel, I feel the switch happened in final year where everything, <laughs> money from home shuts down. Hey. Yeah. You're done with school. You just realize that Bruh. you automatically need to make more money. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know where the bills come from. Eh? This adulthood is crazy. Bro. So you automatically need to make more money and things have to change. So as much as you are passionate about it, you enjoy it, you now have to sit down and do the math of 
how do I make this balance out? And at first, it would be a struggle because I feel like, okay, photography is an art form and creativity can be interesting. You want to create for yourself. You want to do things on your terms. But what's the guarantee that you can sell your art? You get what's the guarantee that the market would want to pay you what you feel you are worth? And how, how exactly do you position? So at some point, aside the, do I look for a job? First thing first, I started early, I enjoy photography. So that wasn't really on the table. I remember my parents sitting me down and asking me, okay, so school is over now. What are you going to do? That great discussion. As in, it was, as in, it was reality setting in. It was mind boggling. As much as, you know, okay, in our 20s, we tell ourselves, okay, we can still make mistakes. This is the time to try out different things. Yeah. But to the older folks, Bruh. they want they want certainty. They want to know what's up. They want to know what, what your plan is. When you don't even have it, you don't entirely have it figured out. That's the reality of life. Hmm. You try something, it might it might not work. You try something else. That ought to be there, but we don't have we don't have the luxury of making hmm. making mistakes in Nigeria. We want to just Get, get it all figured out. So and mo- most times, when, when been, your mates... highs and lows, yeah, when, based on demand for work, but the option of wanting to consider doing something else hasn't really been there because it feels like my soul is in photography. So it's... I have constantly been solving the math on how to push it, how to make it work, and how to monetize it. So it's it's... For me... It's been evolution because hmm. I have been different things at different phases in my journey in photography. I've seen myself change. I've seen I've seen my work change. I've seen my work sometimes be affected because of the fact that we, I've seen my, my work change because I need to make money and this is how the market expects it to be. So there's a constant back and forth. I'm at the point where I am trying to split it. Yeah, There is a business that is supposed to that would run and make money and there is me still following my passion and not losing myself so there is okay so currently i oh, i opened up a studio early last year wow, so i felt it, it was an easy way out i had realized that <laughs> there's a way people expect photography to be there's mm. a way the market wants it to be and there's a way i have learned to do photography I feel I'm, I know I'm an artist and I would want the space to create. But up to an extent, there is the people are paying the bills. Mm. They have a brief. They see a certain way. You they have it, certain needs. You get. So recently, I, I still have my brand that would do things how I want to. And I also have a, a pet brand that can account for what the majority might require. Uh-huh. So uh, along the way, there was there was, there was need to evolve mm. and understand how things are. Now here's the thing: this whole passion thing, it might not work for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's the honest truth. Because last last, you can't eat passion. Speak on it. Honestly, you can't. I'm with everybody's journey is different. Yeah, I f- I feel you would, based on your experiences, you would know. But the only thing is, I don't think 
doing stuff for just for the money is as fulfilling as doing what you love huh. and making money out of it. Does that make sense? Pure sense, bro. Pure I, sense. I always, I always is nodding in approval, <laughs> as I, you say. Because we, we, whatever you're doing, I'm like, okay, so here's the thing, yeah. Um, with a, there is always, with whatever you're doing, there's always that point where things might be rough, money might not be coming in as it should, and stuff like that. If you're doing something you love, you would have the, you would have the energy to keep at it. Yeah, you would have the energy to want to struggle and, try to make things work you would just gas out quickly yeah but if it's some if you start putting money in front there's a the tendency to like be under pressure gas out. yeah um, in, the, in the long run yeah in the long run we're looking well we're trying to build sustainability yeah the point is to build and have money coming in and not just have money coming at certain parts of our life. The, the plan is to live and thrive, yeah? Putting money at the forefront, well, has a tendency to affect you. But if, if you're doing something you love, well, you have better staying power. Mm, it's more sustainable. Yeah, uh, like, like you are right. I, I, I see this whole passion problem. I, I was saying something about um, how sometimes it can be very difficult for people to like balance po- pa- passion and purpose you'll say okay when you get a job yeah. uh maybe when you get a job now is your job now that now like fuels your passion later so like how last year a lot of people after even after the covid yeah. um there was lots of uh, registration of companies mm-hmm. cac not even, around the world people are buying names buying domain names you understand so like a lot of people like came to the rea- reality that okay despite i've been working for like so and so person for years yeah. let me go and face my business and like so it's just it's just it's just funny i like how you guys have put it like sometimes when you put money on a thing it can actually affect the expression full expression of that thing when you're trying to like chase money mm. and at the same time chase yeah, yeah what is it hmm, nah. no I, I can relate to that i can relate to that i will say i was because that, that's of, what that's what he said like thought, yeah. that's what i am um, said was like it was like he had to create his, a different brand a pet brand yeah because the pet brand cater to the needs of people yeah. and the brand is basically what, what he, he wants, wants to, to express yes, in yes. the art. So, yes. if you like put money as the, okay, for example, you want to write a book now, you're like, okay, now, okay how many copies will I sell? Mm-hmm. Bro, the book will cast. Mm. If you're writing a book, eh, because of the fact that you want to uh, write, write money, you won't write proper yeah. book. Yeah. It's big, like a commercial book. It won't be something that has, that touches people. Mm. But if you write a book that, okay, say, I want to touch a life yeah. for anybody that reads the book, actually can change, yeah. can become better, have a story to tell. Yeah. You understand? You can actually, even with music too. Same thing. Music that are, 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 are how would I put that, are, that are time, timeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, music, uh, songs rather, that um, we're not strong because of commercial. Yeah. Okay, December is coming, I make a drop, make a drop one or two. Bang, 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 bang. The producer, give me that, give me that beat. You understand? Bang, bang, because, bang, and don't, bang, bang, thank you. And it just fades after a few, but you have classics like, Standard rain. Yeah. These are stories that people have had for a long time. They didn't produce the song because they wanted to make money. Yeah. They produced it because of the passion they had. Like he said, the way he even said it, like you know how someone he said, I love photography. I, love, as even, I, I am jealous of that kind of love, bro. I, I enjoy photography. <laughs> like, bro. You know, the, the reason I, I was I was turning my head in when you were talking about it was like when when he said and when you also confirmed it with the whole when you put money first, I'm already affect the passion. I'm speaking from experience. 
So you know that I write, you yeah. understand? Because you're I write, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm I write. <laughs> but I write. So how I started writing was in 2014. The idea then was just write to inspire people. Mm. I just like the I like the I like the ability and the power that words, words have can, yeah. to to inspire, mm-hmm. to to, uh, to entertain, to just to just make somebody make a decision just by reading. Mm-hmm. So I was I was I loved the feedback I got that people were saying, oh, they felt blessed, they felt impacted, I should continue, and I was doing that for for some time. Well, it got to a time when started monetize the whole monetize. I, I monetize, be, monetize, I be, monetize, I be, monetize. I began to bro, monetize. that word I hate that word. <laughs> and I, you know, because of the type of writing I do, which is monetary, which is like freelance, where I write for people, yeah, people that maybe company or schools or whatever, people that have to like deliver on some deadlines, and I just help them. So I'm not putting myself in their shoes. Sometimes I, I won't like get. I've gotten carried away with the whole it's money driven. So now, I've, for the past few months, I've not been in a place where I'm trying to go back to writing for myself mm. and writing like for my heart and bro i'm not like i've struggled mm. i have str- i'm still i'm still not there yet like i'll write some things in my notepad and i'm not like nah this is not me so, so yeah so yeah like, here's my question like from what you have said now yeah. eh? like is money not a catalyst can money be a good catalyst for to inspire people so what do you think can money not like okay mm. are there not offers that you can get to go and shoot a uh, buhari or somewhere that can actually bring out that artistic or enthusiasm from yeah, you a passion yeah. So the, the so the thing is money can be a catalyst, yeah. But honestly, yeah, if it's just money you see, you wouldn't do the most. It's like this. The prayer is to or the goal is to keep doing stuff and be recognized for how you do it and be paid your what for doing things how you want to. I feel that the mm. and it takes time to build towards yeah, that direction. I was gonna say that. I feel too. like out of the blues, people don't just come to give you millions when your mind is focused just on the money. I feel like people identify with specifically how uniquely you do stuff. Mm. And you cannot okay, it's not certain stone, it might be subjective, but in my opinion you cannot effectively create for yourself or you cannot effectively do stuff from a certain standpoint when all you see is money. Huh. It has a way of changing you. Huh. It's, it's like, it's very fascinating. Yeah. So most times I, okay. In the long run, I hope to be able to curate images and I can see photographers' images and I can tell how long they've been shooting for. I can, I feel we believe our art is a reflection of us. So you see a photographer's works and you can almost see that photographer in the photographs he takes of other people. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to ask, yes, ask this question. Like, I'm going to ask this question. Sorry to cut oh, you there. No, well, I'm going. So, like, what makes a photographer stand out? Like, you said you can see a, a picture, a photograph, and you can tell how long a person has actually put. Now, I'm going to ask you from my own consumer point of view is it the camera? The, the specification of the camera or the the, the experience of the, the camera photographer or is it a skill like you know like say Messi now Messi is born with the skill mm-hmm. of football like how what makes a, a photograph stand out why is a who is the best photographer now I don't know like, well, like I'm, no, I'm sure you have names cool. of people like Bayo Omo Boriwo, uh, the guy that snaps. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, photographer. I'm not sure he's the best guy in Nigeria is he the best uh, photographer in Nigeria Okay. <laughs> so first of all, art is subjective. Mm-hmm. There is the you know how okay so th- there's this thing with Instagram where we feel everybody's looking for um, 
affirmation where you post a picture, you are monitoring your likes and all that. You can't you can't have you I feel you cannot have people validate your own work. That's the that's the first thing. I know your I know your question was what makes a, a what makes a good photographer what makes a good photographer. So first things first, everything contributes: experience, technical expertise. But it, but in my opinion, people should hire you for your vision, how you see life. Because I'm like everybody can pick up a camera, read the manual, learn how to use the camera. Everybody can learn how to use the tool. Everybody can learn how to drive, but not everybody can be Jason Statham. <laughs> so eventually, we're like quotables. Everybody's selling something different, yeah. But I feel, for for instance, for weddings, if you would want me to photograph your wedding, I would hope that you appreciate how I document love. <laughs> so it's not just about the fine picture picture it will be more of the I would want you to see a collection of my work and identify and like what you see not just from a standpoint of the pictures are clean and clear but there should be some extra depth I would want you to recognize the depth in my work and that's just me mm. Mm. there are people that, that deliver on the commodity of clean clear picture which is not a crime and then also the politics of the business you will need to know how to navigate through the market. And I'm like, in this age, clean, fine pictures are a commodity. We have a lot of young people that are going into photography, picking up a camera, and they can do beautiful stuff. You get so it's it's easy to find it's easy to find clean clear pictures in many places. Yeah. So it's it's actually a subjective thing. At the end of the day, whoever is patronizing gets to choose. Mm. It's what you like. That's true. That's true. Um, by the way, let me just put it out there. Like, Osama was going to stop my... What? I think your DP. My, my DP care. That one really take... I think he stopped my, my my induction pictures. So, Osama was... Yeah, let, let me just put it out there. Osama is going to stop my Yo. wedding. Already, Come on. Already, <laughs> you know, yeah, my friend. My friend. Osama, like, I, like I, we helped ourselves. Like, I, I brought... A lot of people like, I who is this guy always stopping your pictures? And they, they actually... I hired him as well, so, yeah. so someone like became like a popular guy in my class. Oh. A lot of people were like hiring him to snap pictures and everything. So I'm just, so I'm just putting out there like uh, because of the history we have it's together, eh? you're not going to charge me. You're not charging me for my wedding pictures. <laughs> you're going to snap my wedding picture for free. Yes, I'm putting out there. I don't have a wife yet. I don't have a date yet, but. I'm putting the atmosphere. But at least, but, but, but at least you, have a, you have a photographer. So yeah, I have a photographer. So I just need to get a singer. And I just booking it down for free, man. Just, uh, so I'm going to meet, I'm planning on meeting Lao Lu, Lao Lu, one of these, and I say Lao Lu for free. I'm going to sing at my wedding. You understand? So, speak yeah. it. Speak on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was going to ask something. There were two things, actually. One, which is most related to what you just said now, where you said art is subjective. You know, as I said initially too, as a fellow creative, we like to tell us we, we like to tell ourselves this thing that art is creative. You know, it depends on how uh, what I'm writing might not might not mean the same thing to another person. You know, and the, as yeah. you said too, you must not let other people's opinions validate your your vision or how you see things. Well, bro, make no lie. Sometimes there are some comments you would mm, get. I know where it's going, but continue. Yeah, there's some comments you get, and I'm like, ah, Omo, but this thing where I snap or this thing where I write. 
it didn't make sense now. Like you yourself, like how you how you how you like how you like envision the whole thing. But the comments you are getting is totally opposite and somewhat detrimental. So I want to ask yeah. from a creative to another creative, and we're all creatives here. How do I'm you creative? <laughs> <laughs> you are semi-creative. You know, how how do you guys or let me start with you, um, Osahon, how do you how do you respond to you know, should I say critics or should I say negative comments about things that you put out there from a photographer's point of view and from a creative's point of view? And also, you're also a graphic designer as well too. You have you have clients that, you know, you, if I, you can spend, because I, I dabbled into graphic design at one point, you have clients that you might spend, I don't know, should I say months or weeks trying to get like the concept and everything and it makes sense. And when you show it, yeah. they're like, ah, what's this one? This one don't make sense now. So how do you... How do you get out of that to enter another, like, you know, as, as long as it doesn't affect your mental health, basically? How do you yeah. so deal with it? A friend of mine told me something recently, and he sent me a message on Instagram and shared a post that read, you are not your work. Oh, wow. I know, I know, I know how that sounds, but it is very profound. You are not your work. So in as much as one day you make, you create, you write, you take a picture, it's amazing. A lot of feedback, good stuff. And the next day you flop at something. Doesn't mean that's what you are. Hmm. But it's, I guess it's a constant struggle. I, I mean, I deal with people, yeah? So I would always want feedback. Exactly. I would always want feedback. I would always want them to say good job. I would always want them to be satisfied. But that is not always the case. And most times, what you consider, what you consider, what you pay attention to in your creative journey, is not what the client is seeing. I'm telling you. (laughs) So there is is constant back and forth. But one thing I say is always keep yourself open to learning. Always keep yourself open to learning, one. But that statement I just made, you are not your work, is something you should constantly remind yourself about. Keeping yourself open to learning is because your your business will evolve, your passion will evolve. So keep yourself up to date. Mm. Try and be in the times. Yeah? Try and grow. Mm. And also understand that you are good. You are, you are also value yourself. And understand why it is you value yourself. To, to add to what someone just said, to add to what someone just said now, um, like I, I always have this mindset about humans. Like, like it occurred to me, like I was just walking on the road, like I've been battling with some things, like for weeks now, and it occurred to me on the road, like you are the reason why you are where you are. Hmm. Yeah, you are the reason why Bro. you are where you are right now. Like decisions you make, yeah. the habits you have. The efforts you put into things, yeah. you actually like you can actually change your story. You understand? Yeah. Beats you. You understand? I know God is there. Yeah, definitely. But He has given us the, the ability. Pa- yeah. So, you, like what Osama is saying, basically to support what he's saying, like the constant learning. Like you can take time to like learn mm. and improve yourself. Like one of the beautiful mm-hmm. things I've seen about human beings is like human beings can. I've seen a guy that could not speak to like a marketing manager. I remember I was in. Managing a clinic in Rio, yeah. I had a customer. Is it cost my staff? Yeah. Like, could not um, approach. She was marketing was poor, hmm. but before I left, that guy, that guy became confident. Hmm. He, he, this guy, had no idea about the IKEA industry before. 
He was studying engineering in school then. Huh. But before I left, he could talk about the eyes. He could because he was following me for my uh, okay. my But he could actually be very confident in speaking huh. about what he knows. Hmm. He was always going for marketing. He improved. Like he got me. I was still thinking that so human beings can actually improve. Huh. Improve other. Yeah. You see people that okay, they are stuck interested in a particular thing. I'm just digressing, but yeah. I feel like I just drop it. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like when was someone said about learning, you can actually learn. Yeah. You understand? You can actually become better version of yourself. I know me. I'm always I'm crazy about yeah, this oh, yeah. kind of things. <laughs> Self self improvement king. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, so if there's anything you want to add add to that, what we were saying earlier about about the you know dealing about, about the dealing with um negative commenting. But I think I think I think we've we've pretty much covered that. So the, the other thing I wanted to ask you is so two wrapped up in one in your story because obviously this episode is driven around your story and how we can learn from it. You know, discussing it and everything. You talked about uh, the, your, your your startup story where you had to be following, you know, experts or people that are more professional in what you are trying to get into. And you also shared something about how, you know, um, you didn't have everything on ground. You basically had to work with what you had. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask two things because I, I know that I know people that have reached out to me that they want to start a podcast or they want to start something. And I'm like, I'm going to miss a way to do this thing. Like, we're still learning this on the job, like we're still learning on the job. But yeah. then again, one thing I always share with them. So I want to ask if this is also what you, you know, this is how you see life, or you feel like it's different area as well. Too, you know, where do you believe in the concept of starting with what you have or waiting? Because sometimes as artists, sometimes as creatives, we always we're so we're so we're so much of a perfectionist that we want to have, want yeah, we want to have like everything, everything. I must be balanced because I don't want to put out mediocre work. I must have like the perfect camera with the perfect quality. I must have the perfect writing skill with the perfect this thing. So is there is there a place of waiting to have like to be sure that you are actually very good at what you are doing, or just putting yourself out there, making it be like I know they do everything I supposed to do. Let me just put myself out there. Let me as as Yari said. You 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 used you to train or you used him to train basically like to 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 use to, me <laughs> like you use it so basically <laughs> so so is it is it for is it for everybody do you advise that you know we should start with what we have or we should wait till some things are in place or and the other one to ask was also the place of mentorship like is it does does mentorship work for everybody I have okay. something against that but yeah so <laughs> what that's just against it. mentorship <laughs> let let us have a yeah. Definitely start with what you have and give yourself room to grow. Yeah? Yeah. So here's the thing that always changing. There's always something new to buy, especially in photography. There was there's always a new gear, there's always a camera that you create, there's always a new lens. Yeah. But at the end of the day, nobody's really looking at what gears you're using when people see your pictures. That's just by the wayside. If you keep waiting, if you keep waiting, time is going. And most times, um, start small and grow. Whosoever is faithful in little is faithful, would be faithful in much. Yeah, I'm quoting Bible. Fine, <laughs> but start small and keep. You'll be surprised the print, the experiences and the stuff you've learned when you are doing the little will come in very handy even when you have the lot. So there's no there's no there's no there's no point dilly dallying. I know most most of the time we always want to put out good good content premium stuff, we want things to look the part. Hmm. But clock is ticking. If you have something you think of doing, start with whatever tools you have access to. Now the thing about mentorship, I know I feel like people don't have staying power anymore. People don't have 
the time people don't want to dedicate time to staying under someone or learning from from someone or on, people don't want to understand the importance of mentorship. And on the flip side, I've realized that there's a tendency for some mentors to abuse their mentees. Exactly. You get so that's the that that might be some of their concerns. How, 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 some, how can a mentor abuse his mentees? Hello. How can a mentor abuse his mentees? No, it's uh, okay. First of there is Give us no 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 so we don't do that here we don't do that here give us stories give us one stories <laughs> okay 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 uh stories so first off there are some public speakers there are some men- mentors that their mentees have opened up to me about how for some of the females how they have been sexually abused hmm. wow damn yes that was it was a story or deal. It was it was it was crazy, yeah. Mm. For for the guys, okay. I have realized that okay in my line of work, there's a tendency for the ones up there to get paid pretty much, and when they are hiring hands or when they are getting interns, you have people they are recruiting interns where your job description is a thousand and one things, and they will tell you. You're getting experience, uh, exposure, stipend, or you might not even be paid stipend. Uh, there was a there was an ad I saw for a graphic designer and photographer, six months inter- internship, that basically had the job description of three individuals all in one, <laughs> and they will be telling you you should have a good camera, have a laptop. Specifying the thousand and one things you should be able to do, but yet might not be offering so much. So, yeah, so mentorship is not, you have to, before you enter into mentorship, you have to uh, watch carefully. Like, put one leg inside the water first before you put full full two legs. (laughs) And you don't want to have to have direct interaction with them. Mm. There are some people that just from watching them, you get to learn a lot from them. There was a guy that, was it? 2011, I visited his Facebook page, and basically, his what he had on his timeline was enough to inspire someone who was starting out. Hmm. That's that's massive. Um, so I, I you had to say you had an issue with mentorship, like you want to put it out here or you want to say for another podcast. Uh, I mean, there isn't much to say. I just I just feel like not like I not like I am totally against mentorship. And I I salute it. I recommend it. I think the reservations I have are sort of related to what he said too. That sometimes you know you can the the mentors can actually abuse it. So I'm always I'm more I'm more on the side of that from a distance type of thing. Mm. Like because sometimes you end up in you you might in the process of being mentored lose your voice. Mm. You might be like, okay, I want to be like, I want to be like, I want to be like. Before you know that, is you don't really know who you sound like, or you don't even know who you snap like, you don't even know who you write like. So, so there's that tendency to you lose know, your originality. Lose your originality because you are following someone. So uh, it's just a matter of it. I think it's a thing of trying to strike that balance of yes, have your own voice, but just know how you can learn from this person or these people mm. while not losing your voice or losing your originality. That's just the issue I have. So. Yeah, yeah, f- yeah, fantastic take there. But uh, I want to switch this up now. Let's be more practical. 
so I'm gonna ask both of you, yeah, because you guys have side hustles. Mm. Uh, me, I'm, I'm trying to have a side hustle with podcasts and other things I do, but you guys have like legit side hustles, yeah. Um, so I think for Sahon, your side hustle now became your be your hobby, rather. Is it hobby or side hustle? Which one do you say? The hobby or side hustle now became like the main thing for you. Now, someone listening to the podcast out there has something they do on the wrong road on your stand. And um, how 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 can they like turn it into how they make their, their bread, their daily bread? What like, what can you say to them that, okay, these are the steps you actually go to that makes you, okay, you can start making more, you can start living off this thing. So I'll start with Osama mm-hmm. first. So, first off, I would say no rush. Usually, yeah, I would recommend that if you want to make your hobby, your side hustle, you should have a, it should be a side hustle. Have a source of income so you don't have to yeah. work in the place of desperation. Hmm. That's key, man. Because it can be frustrating. This might not start off as awesome as you imagined. Hmm. Next up is have access to at least few industry professionals, people doing the same things your people doing stuff in the industries you would want to mm-hmm. you would want to work in to get study them know how the business is done don't just jump into i have a skill i should be able to monetize it because right now everybody's a ceo or whatsapp i'm telling you bro we're just talking about <laughs> like we're talking about like everybody like now now in lagos everybody has their i run my fashion business i run my I'm this i run my dad like yeah. can you chill I'm a, I'm a baba. is your is your business on forbes uh, is it forbes now or is can you list is it on uh, fortune 500 can you really chill I'm CEO, the CEO, that CEO, you can, like, you can, can you chill? You, can, you can't blame them. It's like part of the package, and they have to package whatever it is that they are doing, even if it's small, but, you know, maybe it's a brand. But shout out to all those guys, though. Like, yeah. listening, shout out to you guys, because yeah, I remember those back in, back in the days, huh. eh, like, people used to queue up for, I don't know if someone has, like, remembers this, but back in the days, people used to go and buy a Guardian. This one was a personal experience for me. My pops did it. Yeah. Buy Guardian, eh, mm-hmm. to look for a job. Hmm. In Guardian, they will wait for Thursday Guardian to come out first. Hmm. They will now go and check Guardian and see available jobs and start applying. Hmm. But you don't see people like writing and looking for a job. I'm looking for a job. It's not like I'm waiting for a job for like seven years. Yeah, it's, like, mm, it's not possible. People are, jobs. Going, people are doing their other things. Yeah. Like I sell bags, I sell yeah. shoes, I do that, I do that. We can't blame these people because it's how the way economy has uh, handled people. You understand? Yeah. You understand? So. Even me saying that you say you don't say they are CEOs or anything, but it's still great yeah. that you can actually make source of income for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, at, at, yeah. You were saying something. Finish your line of thoughts. Uh, yeah, so me. Know what it takes to do the job. Yeah. Know what it takes to deliver on value. Have the skill. Ace the skill. Learn it. Know it. And learn the business of it. Hmm. So, so it's, that means it's it's not just enough to. Know it as you said. You also have to like like know the business because I, I, this one I can relate mm-hmm. to it hundred percent. When I started writing then too, um, I just used to just write. So it's a matter of I write, I send it to the person, the person pays me. It was not until I had one yeah. client that after I wrote, there was no stories to for payments. Mm-hmm. Okay, even the thing that you wrote, self this on that one. I when the when the person gave me the work, it wasn't like I wasn't giving enough material. There was there was I just had to make do what I had. Mm-hmm. Maybe the person was satisfied with what they got, but she was saying, eh, even they were saying, ah, I thought we were even friends. All those kind of uh-huh. kind of yans. So I had to learn mm-hmm. then that. Big, big, good question. Yeah, right? I, 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 I had to learn then that it was it was a good friend, in fact, my ex actually. Woo! 
Baby, shout out to this you. This ex is always coming on the podcast yeah, she, every time. She, she helped me a lot. Every time. This she, ex that will she, not let us go. She helped me every a lot. Every ex that is always appearing on the podcast. What <laughs> are you waiting for? <laughs> As I was saying, she, she advised me then that, you know, why not like do this whole... Um, collect certain um, percentage before oh, and after. You. Yeah, that. Oh. Me, I was always, I was just about the whole get the money, like just pay them do it. So and I realized, okay, this business you actually, you actually actually like get some percentage first. No, like like what I said. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you short. Yeah. There. Like I've I've struggled with it sometimes. Yeah. Eh? There was a time I actually go and Google like the house to charge. Yeah, a service to give somebody. Yes, I have to go and check it on. Uh, go and go. How, yeah, how like much rates check, and like everything? Rates. Yes. So I, I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs like people are just into new things. Why? Why does someone say that uh, the, the skill of the business? Yeah. Like sometimes you don't even know how to charge for a good your friend. Yeah. You are, me. I was thinking that man, this would be too expensive for this person. Though. Oh, no, no, that this is the standard <laughs> yeah. price. You are selling yourself short. Yes. I remember somebody calling me. I said, I need this thing now. I'm going to the airport. I need it now. I was like, if I have built this guy heavily, eh, this guy will agree. Yes, because of the... But I was afraid, in. like... Hey, it's a bit too much, right? And that's how... <laughs> so, it's also good to like, actually know the... Yeah, that the business pride. side. Yeah, because it's not just about knowing... About being being uh, passionate or excited about the passion. That, that's mm-hmm. for when you want to monetize the passion. You should also know the business. I just want to lens the hard way. So, I just needed to, you know, add that when you said the... But I'm going to ask side. a question to Sao now, which um, I your propped up now. How do you deal with um, pricing for friends? Like mm. I said, that one was asking that I'm mean, not friends. I mean, friend, yeah. So I know, so, so I, is a, is, I, I was one of them. <laughs> I, I, I led boldly to say that, yes, <laughs> I was one of the people that gave you. How do you now deal with the pricing of how you charge friends? Like, is there, should friends be um, accessible to discounts Fantastic. from your services? Oh. Or. <laughs> Go on. Okay, so I feel this falls under knowing the business. Yeah, first things first. There's the base. Yeah, there's your base price, the basic price for running the business, the basic basic money that you need to make per job for you to keep doing business. Okay, so you can afford to to give discounts, but not every single time. Not every single time. You you should you should know when. I feel like the first thing, okay, so I have found it easier throwing in some extra instead of dropping the price. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that usually always works. When people want discounts, because first thing first, everybody wants the price. Mm. Yeah, so it, 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 it's, easy to, it's easier to say, okay, I can change the price, but I can throw in this for you. But mm. mm. well, eventually, you... you, you, you you run the business, you decide, but just know when to know when to not enjoy yourself. Mm. So for you, are you right? How 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 do you like price for your friends, like people that you know? Do you like give them um, free hand? Okay, I'll give you fifty percent because it's your yeah. For me, my guy. For for me, for me, I initially I think initially I used to like do free jobs. Free. Yeah, the initially when I started, like okay, because I serve this person, but. I mean, not then. No, as, as somebody, somebody oh, blow. No, wait, wait, as in, then it wasn't. It wasn't even a case of free, free. Maybe they'll send me like airtime or something. So okay. there was that. There's that. See, as a as someone that creates, there's something about getting something back for what for you create. Yes, that that right. value yeah, it gives yeah. gives something. It, it makes you feel like you're doing something. Mm. So it wasn't entirely free. There were some that you do share a charge card or something like just take this one. But as ta- as time has gone on, thank thank God. Most of my friends that get jobs for me or that I do work for, 
respect me enough that I know what I'm doing or because of which is which is why I always tell people that are creatives. I see some people that say they're creatives, but if you go to that Instagram page, Shingbai, nothing did there. Mm. WhatsApp said it was nothing did there. How do people want to know that you do stuff? Sometimes mm. in the initial fear for me then was I'll be I'll be people I'll be in people's faces that they will know that this guy you say you want to retire you. But I learned that you have to be top of the mind. Because mm. the more you put all this, like now me, I do voiceover, I do voiceover, I put it there, I do podcast, I put it there, I put writing, I put it there. When people that are friends, maybe not them, but they have friends that need your work, you, you are it is your name that will come up first. Mm. You know, you will see your they will tag you somewhere. So for me, because of how I've sort of grown, which is in line with what I'm saying, I said, you know, you have to also develop yourself. So if you're just on that medical level at the beginning, your friends might not see the need to even want to pay you because ah, nobody this guy, nobody yeah. this uh, small small work you do. But once they see the professionalism that you're putting to it, then mm-hmm. they won't even have the mind. Like honestly, like what you just said now, yeah. like those days when sounds just now, but like when I go to sounds like his portfolio on Instagram now, I won't want to come and give him uh, or oh, how will I put it now. I won't expect free. free you know, okay. you don't snap me free. My wedding shower. <laughs> I won't expect free job from someone because of I see the like what the he output, does. Yes, that reminds me. Also, why did you um, um, become a wedding photographer? Amongst many um, branches you can go to, why did you choose to why become then, wedding photographer? photographer? No wedding. I, I think you do wedding portraits. Yeah. You document wedding pictures and portrait, right? Mm-hmm. Why did you choose that one? Why was what's the issue? What are you getting married? What is the issue with wedding? <laughs> what's the okay. wedding problem? So, so f- first things first, yeah, I feel like it's what I was exposed to from the onset, but I grew to enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, now p- portrait majorly because I like I I like people, I like interacting with people, I like understanding people. Mm. I feel like when I meet people, I see aspects of them that regular people don't see. So I'm like, I would want to document that side of them. Yeah. Um. But speaking of wedding, you know, um, there's this story that came up recently. Uh, if you're on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, you must have heard of this. Uh, a story of where a bride or the organizer of a program refused to pay the... Uh, no, refused to feed photographer. the photographer during her wedding. And the photographer, in response to that, in retaliation, deleted all the wedding pictures of that day. <laughs> So shall, you didn't hear the yeah, story. I didn't, I didn't hear the story. So Basically like, everywhere. It's, it's everywhere actually. <laughs> so like, I I got curious and I wanted to ask your opinion about like, is it the responsibility of the? Okay. She's paying you. Obviously, she's paying you for your work you are doing, eh? Yeah. But like, yeah. is she is she responsible for your feet that feeding. that day? <laughs> yeah. So it's, I feel like this should not this should not be an issue. This should not be yes an alarming issue. It could. Yeah, ideally, common decency. If your client is considerate, they would account for it. But here's the thing: we have contracts. Yeah, when someone books for a job, aside the regular agreement, what they are getting and stuff, it's necessary to indicate these things. But even at that, I I don't think it's a big deal. It's not something necessary. You could, first things first, you could account for it in your pricing. It's good. They are not, it's not a do or die affair. If they give you, they give you. If they don't give you, oh, well, life goes on. Mm. But ideally, they should know you should have a break for refreshment. Okay. You okay. Get. Yeah. So whoever is the source of the refreshment is up to you to decide if mm. you want to take your own refreshment or if you want to ask the client for. But- you could just prepare their mother and tell them you need a 15 to 20 minute break. 
but also, 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 I, I have a problem yeah. with what you said. You said that um, it's just food. That it's not food is a serious business. Like food can make like you see people go to convention. No, then. I see. I totally understand. But <laughs> the question is, would you leave? Would you leave the? Would you leave it up to someone who, who you might just be meeting for the first time? Do you understand? Can you break it down for me? So there are some, there are, in some cases, yeah, the client booked you online, you might not have shot pre-wedding pictures for them, you might be meeting them on the first day, on their wedding day. Mm. Okay. You understand? Now, you're working with a, a team of roughly two to five photographers and videographers, mm. yeah? Mm. And they, it's your job. They're freelancing with you or they work, you have a standard team for the job. Mm. Now, do you leave it up to a stranger you're just meeting for the first time? You know that it's going to be a long day. A wedding is roughly eight to ten hours. Mm. Do you understand? So one, first things first, either you indicate it in your contract or you specify. <laughs> wow. it, it, I know, I know food, food is very important, but yet another thing is, regardless of even specifying it's also good to have a backup plan. Very fantastic. That's my mm -hmm. advice. Like, like. So let me tell. Let me tell you my, my issue. This is why I don't go for weddings. Eh, I've gone to weddings like three conservative times. There was a time where I used to follow my parents for weddings. Eh, I would follow them. They would take me for weddings. I would be there, like forty-three conservative times. They didn't. My table, no sad. food. Bruh. Hunger one kill me, bro. <laughs> like, I remember the person that got married was my father's close friend. This was like early two thousands. Like, bro, our throat they dry. <laughs> People they chop for different parts of the uh, but our uh, table was specifically I don't know why or any conspiracy but they marked that table <laughs> to not give them food. No food. <laughs> bro, oh. that was the first time that, and it was a very torrid experience for me. Mm. The second time I followed by where I, I I had that experience so that PTSD was there. They see drag me go wedding again. <laughs> in this what happened in Benin. Oh, but I see get people there behind me. Eh? They were eating their second plates. Bro, you know I was chop, chop plates. <laughs> So like I have this issue with weddings that I'm in the in the where yeah. the place the where the entertainment place. Yeah, I do not expect food from wherever I eat yeah. very yeah. well before, you go. before I go for weddings. If I'm going for a wedding, eh, because I like you, for real, you know, I don't really go for weddings because of that issue. <laughs> that issue, wow. Like I, I food is a special thing to me. <laughs> I will not want. <laughs> no, I'm being serious here. Like let's be serious. No, like you cannot use food oh, to insult me. It's not possible. I don't know if you got it. I don't know if you got the full gist about the whole wedding photographer deleting images. No, go ahead and, and yeah. tell us. I just get the so, headline. So apparently, yeah, the couple they were on the budget. Oh wow. Yeah. This photographer doesn't even shoot events. He shoots he shoots dogs. He shoots pets. Oh. You understand? And he doesn't do events or weddings. Oh, wow. But they reached out, they said they don't mind, mm. they're on a steep budget, they would uh. Yeah, the clients usually prize and ask for, and they're usually nice when they're negotiating. Yeah, so it was roughly $250 that was paid. And the standard, well, it was it was way less than what a standard wedding photographer would charge for an event. Hmm. Yeah, so in his mind, he's just coming to help out and he's getting tipped because what he was being paid was not actual. Yeah, but the thing is, when you when you agree 
to collect a certain price, regardless of how cheap it is. Yeah. It's money. Yeah. They agree to do the job. Yeah, agree, so yeah. try not to put yourself in a funny funny situation by undervaluing yourself or selling yourself shop. So their friend showed up to shoot their wedding and was shooting. Had been shooting for a long time. Mm. Yeah. And needed to eat. Groom had been snapping at him all day. The groom was rude towards him. So I guess he decided to flip. Ah, that, that, but in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion, yeah, he didn't have to go as far as deleting the images. Mm, You've documented the event. You now have, you have the power. It's in your hands. Do you understand? You can decide what to do moving forward. Mm. Yeah? If you were treated wrongly, if they were rude to you, if a lot of things went south during the event, fine. But don't go as far as, you know, but you know, in this podcast here, and we are all about trying to make people become better versions of themselves. And one way we do that is by reading books. So I want you to recommend like two books or three books that basically, one, one or two that you think that everybody should read and can actually change your life. So what, what book you think that everybody should read that can actually improve themselves? Or do you feel that anybody should just read? Okay. Well, there is um, How They Started, Global Brand. I think there are three versions to this book. Yeah, but I have read just two. So, how they started Global Brands is about how 21, 21 good ideas became global businesses. Basically, about how Google, Coca Cola, eBay, Sony, Nokia, how a couple of businesses started. It's by David Lester, edited by David Lester, sorry. Okay. Is that, um, do you have another one for us? How? Uh, no, just. Off oh, wow. the top of my head, this is the only one that comes to mind. Oh, wow, that's massive. That's nice. I'm sure our listeners out there who are um, future entrepreneurs like you will actually um, look for that book and read. Um, so we have a segment in podcast where we round up. And um, I love to say, Osama, you've been actually been a wonderful guest. I you feel Osama has been Man. very wonderful gems, gems, podcast. Gems, yeah. Osama, Osama is also book. Uh, I think at the end of the podcast, Osama, you like give them your, your IG page. Yes. So I'd, People can, if they want to book you, see your work for your weddings and they can book you. Osama, you are, you are, yeah. you are available to travel anywhere in Nigeria, right? Even abroad too, right? Your, your, passport, <laughs> your passport is ready, right? Yeah, but uh, my passport, what do you, what, what do you mean? What do you think for? <laughs> passport is ready, living <laughs> ready. All right, so in the podcast, in this section, as we wrap up, I want you to give us like your, um, Give us one since you're a wedding photographer. I'm sure you have been around love for a long, a long period of time. So give up, give us one relationship advice, just one, one relationship uh, advice. It shock you. Uh, okay. So first off, there is the you can't overlook communication. Talk about everything. Hmm. Yeah. If okay. So first thing, so that I'm not just talking about relationships where you just want to pass time or catch phone. If you know you're in a relationship and you, you know, this is where you guys are going, yeah, I would advise you to talk about everything. You cannot over, I cannot even overemphasize how important sharing is. Mm. Yeah, because, uh, you know, there's this thing where a guy says something and a girl interprets another, or a girl says something and a guy interprets another. Yeah, I know that there is, there is the constant misunderstandings in relationship for one thing that would help mm. is regardless of whatever it is, you guys can sit down and share. Talk about what it is you're feeling. Talk about what it is. Whatever whatever it is, nothing is too small. Mm. Yeah, because you know you're going to be sharing 
well, if marriage if it eventually leads leads to marriage, well, you will be with this person for the rest of your life. Mm. What better time to learn to share that now? Fantastic. That's actually we have we actually have an episode on communication where I I right was the chief cornerstone right? <laughs> on communication. Man, it's been a very wonderful time catching up. It's like we just caught up for after a long period of time. It's been actually a long time we actually talked myself and Osama. But like introducing to my the space we have um conversers and the army we have so everybody can um actually pick one or two things from the podcast Definitely. we've had today. Yeah. Um so Osama, before you go, just um drop your um Instagram handles, Facebook handles and where people can reach you if you have to okay. see your work and book, book you. you yeah. So there's a website, toyj.com, T-O-I-G-E.com, or you could send a DM on Instagram, toyj underscore, or toyj underscore weddings. I have wedding content online. I have portrait content online. And if you listen to the podcast and you want to connect with me on Instagram, basically just send a message. I'll be happy to hear from you. If you like what you hear, drop a comment too. Thank wow, you. are you about to into our female listeners? Osao, <laughs> come on. So the voice will be taking them away, Abi. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. I alright, wrap this up for me quickly. Yes, 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 yes. If you admit it to this point of the episode, we salute you, we congratulate you, we celebrate you. We celebrate Grace. Zwala Kati. That is it. But on the real guys. Zwala Kati, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so once again, Osama, thank you very much for being an awesome guest. Uh we enjoyed the fact that you could talk about almost anything and we could sense the depth of your knowledge in everything that we asked and everything that we conversed about. So I'm hoping that from this episode you get more gigs and you know and you would you come back and share with us the testimony of you know you getting more gigs as a result of this episode. You know you receive you receive it. <laughs> All right, guys. Um so for me, I write the Yan Spinner. It's been awesome, it's been great, it's been wonderful. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time. Thank you once again for listening to this episode. We also like to appreciate Uncle for giving us this platform to share our podcast. Please do not forget to follow us on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MakeWeConverse. You can find Yari on Twitter and Instagram at Yari underscore Imade and Ayo on Twitter and Instagram at The Yan Spinner. That is T-H-E-Y-A-R-N-S-P-I-N-N-A. Also, please ensure you subscribe to our podcast and drop a review on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, WhatsApp, wherever you listen to us. We look forward to your feedback. Thank you.